What's up, movie lovers? Welcome back to another episode of I Want to Talk About Movies. You know, I was sitting here recently just kind of, you know, meditating, and I realized that the year is almost over. <laughs> we're at the end of 2023 right now. We're, we're almost there. Um, you know, we're in October. You know, Halloween is right around the corner, and I realized that I've never done a whole lot of Halloween episodes. I've done a few in the past, not a lot. You know, there's so many different Halloween movies out there. Some of them that are very, very scary and others that are just more entertaining. You know, they're, they're more on the comedy side. Between the two, I kind of, I kind of go more towards the uh, comedy side of the horror film genre. Um, you know, I've never really been a, a deep fan of, of horror movies um, primarily because the jump scare just seems to be the easiest way to get a reaction out of people. And then to me, that's just not really ideal, <laughs> but you know, I was thinking about it and I thought about, you know, what are some good horror movies that I can talk about? What are some really good classic um horror genre movies or Halloween movies that I can talk about. And one person kind of popped into my head and that was the uh, director, uh, Mr. Tim Burton. Uh, Tim Burton has definitely done a lot for the uh, Halloween genre. Um, he's definitely one of those directors that is very eclectic, um, has his own way of doing things. Um, definitely has quite a few um, movie classics that are that are um, aligned with the Halloween season. So with that being said, I actually want to make a few episodes where we talk about just a few of his movies and kind of go from there, celebrate the man, uh, rather than just the movie itself, but definitely going to be talking about the movies. Um, so I wanted to start off with uh, one of my favorite movies, one of my um, favorite Tim Burton movies, with um, Beetlejuice. You know, um, you know, I was a little kid when I when I first saw um, when I first saw Beetlejuice, and I thought it was very entertaining. Um, watching it now, it's definitely a little different. You can tell it was made in 1988, and um, you know, it was definitely one of those movies where you watch it again, you're like, oh wow, that was that was a family friendly movie back then. <laughs> But yeah, so today we're going to be talking about uh, Beetlejuice and uh, did y'all hear that? You know, I did. I did just realize that I said his name uh, multiple times. So um, you know what? Maybe we should just kind of uh, get into the the show already. <laughs> As usual, I'm your host Brandon. I want to talk about movies. <laughs> all right let's get into it so beetlejuice came out on march 30th 1988 um it's actually one of the movies that um kind of didn't help michael keaton get the role of batman um at the time michael keaton was looked at as a comedic actor you know, very, very funny person, but no one thought that he would be taken seriously as Batman. Lo and behold, he proved them wrong, but this was 
um, one of the roles that didn't help him along the way. Um, despite being the title character, uh, Michael Keaton only has about 14 minutes of screen time, maybe a little over 14 minutes of screen time. Again, despite being the title character, um, actually the main characters are Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin, which by the way, Alec Baldwin looked way different back then. Like, like you can tell it's him, but time, time definitely got there. He still looks good. Don't get me wrong, but it looks like almost a completely different person. Um, this wasn't the first film for Winona Ryder, but it was her third. So at the time, she was still up and coming. She hadn't really hit that fame yet. I believe after this movie, she was really like picking up a lot of speed after that. And, um, you know, she still has a great career and she's doing very well. Um, Catherine O'Hara, I love Catherine O'Hara. I'm so glad that she, she, I couldn't see anybody else playing this role. In this movie, um, she plays Delia Dietz, uh, Lydia's mom, and she's a very eccentric character. I think a lot of the people in this movie are very eccentric characters, aside from Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis's character. Um, but it definitely shows a lot of um, eccentricities and and things that you would think would happen in the afterlife, and and how people react to that. Um, all in all, on uh, IMDb, it has a 7.5 out of 10 rating. Uh, I, I can agree with that. I think 7.5, maybe even an 8. Um, movie runs about an hour and a half long, an hour and 32 minutes to be exact. And apparently is rated PG. Definitely would not be rated PG in this day and age. Um, but... A good movie nonetheless. Um, there is no after credit scene. I thought there was at one point in time, but I was mistaken. Um, but yeah, great movie. As usual, movie lovers, I will be going over the movie itself in a moment. So for those of you who have not had the opportunity to see it just yet, uh, first off, it was made in 1988, so it's been around for quite some time now. But... Just in case, here, here is your one and only spoiler alert. Adam and Barbara Maitland are beginning their vacation by planning what they will be doing around their home. Barbara's cousin, Jane, shows up to harass them about selling their home as it is too big for just the two of them, hinting that there may be a possible struggle with having children of their own. Jane leaves and the couple decide to go into town for supplies for Adam's model town. They go to town and pick up what they need and then head home. In an attempt to not hit a stray dog, they swerve through a bridge but are safe for a moment. The stray dog, however, is not thankful for the miss and helps them fall off the bridge and into the water. Later, the Maitlands are back at the house and notice strange things are happening to them. They have no recollection of how they got home. Adam leaves to try to retrace their steps. As he walks out, though, as he walks out of their house, he is transported to another world, a sand world, where there's a sandworm waiting for him. Barbara pulls him back, saying that he had been gone for hours. While he was gone, Barbara had deduced that they are dead due to two clues. One, 
They have no reflection. And two, the appearance of a handbook, the appearance of the handbook for the recently deceased. Unable to leave the house, they try to find ways to fill their time. Unfortunately, cleaning is not an option as all of their cleaning supplies is away from the house. One day, Jane successfully sells the home to the Dietz family. Charles, a real estate tycoon who just wants to relax. His wife, Delia, an eccentric artist, and their daughter, Lydia, a morbid little girl who likes to take pictures. The Maitlands try to scare the Dietzes, but are unable to be seen. They keep to themselves in the attic. The next day, the renovations begin. Almost the entire house is changing. Lydia catches gl a glimpse of the Maitlands, which surprises all three of them. Jane returns to give a skeleton key that will open any door in the house. Lydia is curious about the attic as it is the only door that is locked. She tries the key but is unsuccessful due to the Maitlands blocking the door. Meanwhile, their TV switches on with an advertisement for Beetlejuice, a bio-exorcist, someone who exercises humans in a way that humans would exercise a ghost. This is the first time we, we get a good look at Beetlejuice. After they deter Lydia, Adam, who has been reading the book, finds a way to get help. He draws a door on a wall and knocks. The door opens and they are taken to a waiting room in the world of the dead um, where they meet other deceased people. You see a man who is choking on his meal. That's how he died. A man with a shark on his leg. That's how he died. Probably the shark as well. A magician's assistant who was sawed in half. And even the receptionist has her has uh, cuts on her wrists saying she had killed herself. This movie is definitely family friendly. Back at the house, Lydia gets into the attic and reads from the handbook. Once the Maitlands are called to see their caseworker, Juno, they are meeting with her in what is now their home. They don't recognize it as it has been three months since they left. They speak with Juno, who encourages them to get rid of the Dietz. They ask about the bio exorcist, and she tells them not to use him or say his name. In order to summon him, one must say his name three times. Juno leaves, and the Maitlands try to scare the Dietz again, this time wearing sheets over their, their bodies with holes cut through them. Uh, Charles, thinking it's Lydia, doesn't really pay any thought to it. Instead, he wants to turn the small town into a real estate fortune. Uh, Lydia heard the Maitlands, and she thinks it's her parents having kinky fun. <laughs> so she takes pictures of them and tells them to do it in their room. Upon further inspection of the pictures, she doesn't see their legs and realizes that the ghosts are real. The Maitlands ask why Lydia can see them. She replies that according to the handbook, the strange and unusual can, you, can see the strange and unusual. Lydia tries to convince her mother about the ghosts, but she is busy preparing for the dinner with Charles's co-workers. Barbara and Adam see a light flickering from the model and know that Beetlejuice is trying to get their attention. The couple goes for it, saying his name three times. They are taken into the model's graveyard scene where they see a sign and Beetlejuice's grave encouraging them to dig him up. 
Once out, he finally we finally meet Beetlejuice, an obnoxious being who does not like to hear the word no. Beetlejuice is the most family-friendly character, guys. He um he lifts up skirts, he swears, he touches himself. You know, he's definitely family-friendly. Again, family-friendly for 1988. <laughs> Annoyed by him, Barbara says home three times and they are back in the attic leaving Beetlejuice out of the grave but stuck in the model the Maitlands have an idea to get the Dietzes out of their house um, and this is uh, kind of what brings out the infamous banana boat scene where they're all having dinner and they, they're singing and dancing um, that was the Maitlands idea but instead of running away Everyone who's there, they're more interested than ever. The adults now believing Lydia asked for her help with the ghosts. The Maitlands deny their offer and upset the Dietzes, and they decide to confront the ghosts. While doing so, Otho, their interior decorator, steals the handbook. Beetlejuice, seeing the failed attempt, shows what he can do from the model, and he turns into... He turns the railing into a massive snake with his face on it and attacks the family one at a time. Barbara saves them by calling Beetlejuice three times and he vanishes. Lydia, thinking it was them, leaves upset. The Maitlands scold Beetlejuice and are taken back to Juno, who is upset that they let Beetlejuice out but will still help them with the Dietzes. While there, uh, Lydia, back at home, decides to end her life. She goes upstairs to talk with Barbara and Adam. Since they're gone, she speaks with Beetlejuice instead, and he convinces her that if she says his name three times, she he can take her to Adam and Barbara in the afterlife. Um, but he cannot tell her what his name is. After a game of charades, she guesses his name and says it twice. Before she can say it again, the Maitlands return and convince her not to kill herself. The Dietzes are concerned about their new meeting with, Oth with Otho saying that he will be able to help. They're concerned about the meeting, but they're not concerned about their suicidal daughter. That's, that's, that's fine. That's totally normal. That night, the Dietzes are, given their pre are giving their presentation and wait for the ghost. Lydia tells her family that the Maitlands are willing to share the house as long as they are not made fun of. Otho says that he can make this work and decides to hold a seance. However, once it begins, the Maitlands start to wither and pass. The, the seance quickly turns into an exorcism, and Otho has no idea how to reverse it. Lydia goes back to Beetlejuice and asks him for help. He says that in order to help, he needs to get married. <laughs> this makes total sense, guys. This makes total. If we were in 1988, this would make 100% sense. She agrees and says his name. It's showtime, ladies and gentlemen. Beetlejuice is now unleashed. He uses his powers to create a theme park style fright. He saves the Maitlands and now wants to marry Lydia. The Maitlands get their strength back and try to stop Beetlejuice, but he stops them each time. He sends Adam into the model and Barbara into the sand world. Adam is able to drive his model car off the model itself and crash it into Beetlejuice, while Barbara uses a sandworm to crash into the house 
and the sandworm eats Beetlejuice. Incredible. Months later, Lydia goes home from school. Um, the house has gone back to the way it was before the Maitlands passed. The Maitlands are going over Lydia's grades at school. As a reward for good grades, they possess her and have her sing and dance. Charles is still trying to relax while Delia is making sculptures. The last sculpture we see her make is of Snake Beetlejuice. Beetle Snake? Beetle Snake, that sounds good. Meanwhile, Beetlejuice is in the dead waiting room with an incredibly long ticket number. He tries to steal someone else's number, but is instead given a shrunken head. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what happens in Beetlejuice. So because Beetlejuice was such a popular movie back then, um, it actually warranted a cartoon, a cartoon uh, series afterwards. Um, it took about a year and a half, actually, after the movie uh, came out. So the cartoon actually started in September of 1989. Um, that's how popular the, mo the movie was. Now, there were a few differences with the movie and, and the cartoon. Um, but they, they're saying like the two biggest difference was, differences was the location. So in the movie, the name of the town that they're in is called Winter River. Whereas the town that they're in in the cartoon is called Peaceful Pines for whatever reason. Um, but the biggest change from movie to cartoon is that in the cartoon, Lydia and Beetlejuice are best friends. Um, they go on adventures together. They, they go on uh, little hijinks together. Um, aside from that, everything else is pretty much the same. It's just that Beetlejuice isn't trying to marry her and isn't trying to molest anybody. Um, and and Lydia is his best friend, apparently. Um, in the show, what he would do is he would have just little hijinks and then kind of um, make trouble to people in both the mortal world and the what was called the netherworld, the land of the dead. Um, mostly just playing pranks and, and paying for the consequences and whatnot. Um, it must have been a decent show. I do remember as a kid, I do remember watching um, the cartoon Beetlejuice and found it entertaining. I'm kind of scared to look up an episode now and find out how, how bad it really was. But... I do remember watching a handful of episodes and being entertained by it at the time. Um, and it must have been a decent show because it made it to 109 episodes, four seasons. Um, you know, pretty pretty decent size um, following for it. I mean, if you can make if you can make any show be 100 episodes, then that's that's a great feat in my mind. Um, Tara Strong. A very famous voice actress was in it. Um, she was just kind of... Uh, she was additional voices. So she was just like a number of different characters and all that jazz. Um, but none of the original actors uh, reprised any other roles. But still, I mean, all in all, 
must have been a decent show if it lasted four seasons and 109 episodes. So good for them. A lot of people don't realize this, but Beetlejuice 2 was always an option. After the first movie came out, they had ma- they had tried to make plans for a Beetlejuice 2. That's how how popular the movie was. That's how interested they were in, in making a sequel. Um, unfortunately, it never left the, the writer's room. So essentially, there was, there was never a script for it. There was never a legit plan for it. But they did want to make another one. They were definitely interested in making a sequel. Even Michael Keaton. This is actually one of Michael Keaton's favorite movies of his own. And um, he's always been interested in making uh, a second movie for it. Um, However, a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't realize that. They think that only recently has it been gaining a lot of traction. And that is true. It has been gaining a lot of traction recently. Primarily with uh, Tim Burton um, directing Wednesday, the TV show for Netflix, um, alongside with uh, Jenna Ortega, which Jenna Ortega is um, signed up on the show as well for Beetlejuice 2. Um, According to IMDb, she is playing Lydia's daughter. Um, So far, according to the list, it looks like Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder, and Catherine O'Hara have um, agreed to sign up for the movie uh looks like willem dafoe is definitely going to be in there as well right now it's showing that the um release date is going to be in september of 2024 so um, a little under a year from now that's when uh beetlejuice 2 um, should be out or, or at least it's planned to be out um i have uh, i have a few thoughts <laughs> about it um, I think it's great that, you know, we get to have a Beetlejuice too. I think it's great that we have the original actors and actresses. I think it's great that, you know, people are returning and we see more of these characters. However, you know, I am a little concerned that, you know, like, is it going to be good? Is it going to be as good as the first one? Is it going to look like the first one? Is it going to be anything similar are they gonna kind of be able to stay within that realm of the same characters and you know the fact that the fact that beetlejuice was a villain in the first one is he still gonna be a villain in this one i mean just looking at the cast list um gina davis and alec baldwin have not signed up to be on it so with that being said, like, what is the story? I'm, cu- I'm very curious what the story is going to be. I'm very, very, very curious what the story is going to be. Um, I, there is no um, synopsis or, or a brief synopsis of what it is. Um, they do have some set photos on it. Um, but... Honestly, it doesn't even look like the the original house, although I'm sure it is. It it looks like it it's similar to it, but I just can't put my my finger on it to see if it's the exact same house. Um, I am very curious. It does look like there is a wedding involved. So I mean, we we shall see what happens. We we shall see what happens. I'm glad that 
Winona Ryder is back, and they're not trying to change the entire story. So, you know, we, we shall see. I'm, I'm, I'm curious what's going to happen with that. All right, movie lovers, it is time for some fun facts for you. As I said before, this was Michael Keaton's favorite film of his own. Um, the original title was actually going to be House Ghosts, um, which obviously is not a particularly good name. <laughs> uh, Tim Burton had actually suggested the name Scared Sheetless, uh, just as a joke. And um, the studio actually considered it, <laughs> which definitely uh, scared Tim Burton. So he, I'm pretty sure he quickly took that off the, the, the line. Um, also, Michael Keaton actually ad-libbed about 90% of his own lines, which is incredible. I mean, not surprising at all, but very, very impressive, honestly. Um, the way that the character came into being was that Tim Burton had told Michael Keaton, like, hey, listen, um, this character has been has lived throughout time and has lived in no time. So going off of that, uh, Michael Keaton got into like the, the crazy hair look, um, got into the, the mold growing around his face. And that's actual, that's not actual mold, but that's supposed to be uh, mold growing around his face. So all the green that you see um, on Beetlejuice's face, that's supposed to be mold. Um, I just realized that a lot of people didn't really know that. Um, the snake scene was actually filmed before Michael Keaton had had been given the role. Um, so what they did was they had to um, digitally do the snake again and do that whole scene again just to kind of put his, his face on the snake, which I, I think is really interesting. One thing that's always bothered me about the movie is the way that Beetlejuice's name is spelt. Um, if you notice a couple times throughout the movie, it's spelt differently. It's spelt with a J, it's spelt with a G, it's one word, it's two words. Um, but for the most part, pronounced the exact same way, um, more or less. Um, I was always curious as to why that was. And, you know, I did some, some Googling and I came up on, I came upon an article that said that the reason for the difference in spelling is that, um, this was meant to be a very eccentric movie and Tim Burton wanted to enhance the eccentricity of the film and align it with the character and the character's, um, supernatural um, ability, supernatural nature. Um, so that's the reason why it's spelt differently throughout the movie. Um, an interesting choice, I would say. Um, just, just weird sometimes. <laughs> All right, movie lovers. Uh, there are some weird things going on around here right now. I'm not sure... Uh, what exactly is happening? 
Um, although I do have a feeling, you know, I did uh, essentially say his name um, quite a few times by now. So I'm pretty sure there's a lot of weird things going on. Um, so <laughs> I think I better, <laughs> I better call it a night, guys. Um, with that being said, uh, I will be doing some more episodes about um, <laughs> about Tim Burton movies. Um, they will be connected in some way. Um, you guys can decide how, aside from being directed by Tim Burton, um, you know, definitely, uh, give me a shout out on my Instagram, uh, talking about movies. You know, we can talk about that. We talk about this episode or any other episode you guys want to, want to be interested in. Um, or you guys can uh, ask me questions or anything you want to know, guys. Um, I'm always happy to, to discuss things with you guys, thoughts, opinions, whatever you guys feel like talking about. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely give me a shout, and I hope to hear from you guys soon. With that all being said, remember, guys, it's showtime. <laughs>